0: You that we get to stand in your presence and know that you're good, that your blood's washing us, it's redeeming us, it's taking care of the atonement, it's doing all the things that, that we needed to do right here, right now, but if we just keep our eyes stayed on you your word promises perfect peace at every turn. Lord I know that we live a life, we live in a fallen creation and things happen and things go on but we have an opportunity in your word and your faith to believe you, to walk through this life knowing that things may happen but you've got your arms around us, Lord. And Lord, I pray tonight, even as we go into the ministry time and as we, we teach the word and as we move forward, we thank you that we just get to accept tonight the simple fact that this song says, your blood is washing me. It's active in every part of our life. It's set us free if we'll just believe it. So Lord, I thank you that we get to be excited about you. We get to enjoy your presence. We get to learn about who you are, and we get to walk into new levels tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. You happy to be in church tonight? Amen, amen. Let the praise team know in the choir, they did a good job. So thankful for them. Thank you so much. Um, Real quick, as they're transitioning, uh, we're going to, I'm going to let everybody get settled, then we're going to have a real quick corporate prayer. uh, I'm a firm believer in prayer, especially when, when it's corporate. Um, but I need everybody's attention. Once y'all get settled, um, it's important to me. When See, when we say the word agreement, agreement is not just grabbing somebody's hand and, oh, yeah, I believe you'll get that 100 bucks. Agreement is called an intimate contract. And, and what I want you to do is just begin to agree with me. Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to announce this or not, but I'm going to. Uh, those of you who know Miss Jan right over here, she's had another car accident. And she is in the emergency room. She's fine. Uh, my understanding is she's just got one scratch, but they're take, they're just precautionary considering all the injuries from the last. They're checking out her legs and feet and all of those things. My understanding is everything's good. She's really shook up. Uh, she doesn't need healing as far as her body, but she does need the comforter to wrap his arms around her. Amen. I mean, think about it. She was in a wreck that almost killed her, and here she is in the hospital again. So let's just, just where you're at. If you're near someone you can agree with, and I'm not talking about just grabbing somebody's hand, but if you're near somebody you can agree with, just take their hand. If not, don't worry about it. Father, right now, we come before you. I come before you as a shepherd, Lord. We come before you as brothers and sisters in Christ. We lift up Jan to you right now. Lord, I thank you that you have protected her. I thank you that your arms are wrapped around her. Holy Spirit, I ask you to operate in the office of comforter and take care of her right now like never before. Lord, I thank you that even at this very moment, Lord, her nerves are beginning to smooth out the fear and the things that would try to get into the worry, the stress, even the physical things that they may not even know about. Lord, we thank you that you're healing all of that up. You're fixing that. You're comforting her. Peace is at work. The greatest weapon that we have in this life is the anointing of peace. And, Lord, I speak peace over her mind, peace over her body. And, Lord, as a a church, we lift her up and we pray that every single hand that touches her from this moment forward is anointed of you to bring the grace, the healing, the anointing, and the peace of who you are into her life. And we thank you that we'll have her back ready to go soon. And, Lord, I thank you that we'll see her Sunday and that we'll know all is well even tonight before we end this service. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, that's what the church is about. It's really not about preaching and music, and we, we're grateful we get to do all those things. But the church is about being a family, right? That's one of the biggest issues that I've always had when the Lord asked me to, to step out and start a church. I always wanted to, to just build a family because the truth is, as I've been in church before, there's a reason I didn't go. Amen? Y'all get that on the way home. Uh, a lot of people don't go to church because they've already been. It's the same politics. It's the same people. You go, you go to the same type of church. Uh, and you run into the same type of people. Amen. You know what I'm saying? You go to the same type of church. you got the same family that runs the church. It's, it's everywhere you go. Uh, and, and when the Lord asked me to step out and do this, I refused. I refused to be a part of that. And, and I said, God, I just want to build a family. That's all I want. And, uh, and he's honored that. Amen. I, I believe that he's done that. Let, can, you want to get into the word tonight? Let's go to the book of Luke, chapter 17. Luke 17. I'm going to preach something to you tonight that the Lord uh, really dealt with me on several years ago. I actually haven't spoken this particular message in a long, long time. Um, but I was in my office, and, and I was prepared to speak on something else because what I'm doing, I'm setting you up for Sunday. You know, Sunday's a very important day in the church. Amen? It's called Easter. I don't know if you know that. Uh I want you to invite, 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 invite. Because I'm going to teach you something Sunday that changed my life. You know, we talked this past Sunday about how we should get results every time we pray. Amen? God God never asked you to pray for you not to get results. It shouldn't be a crapshoot. It shouldn't be random. So there's a way to get there, though, and it really it comes in a mind switch. So I was going to talk about that tonight, but the Lord kind of shift, shifted gears on me. And I'm just going to, as I ride this pony and fumble around, just ride with me because... I hadn't preached this message in probably 15 years, but there's something in it for us tonight, so we're going to get there. Uh, Luke 17, verse 11. This is speaking of Jesus. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, now that word certain is important. That means he was sent there. Amen? Amen. (laughs) I know y'all can talk. I hear you do it all the time. Uh, <laughs> there's a certain village, which means he was sent there. Met him ten, say ten. I've only got seven. You got the other, th- other, you know. So. <laughs> anyway, as <laughs> somebody take my shoe off. Um, <laughs> there were t- <laughs> there were ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off, uh, and they lived, Now they had to, they had to stand. They couldn't come to the crowd, and they and they were they were breaking the law actually being that close. We'll talk about that in a minute. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go and show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Verse 16. It fell down on his face at his feet, giving thanks and he, uh, and, he said, and he said he was a Samaritan. Verse 17. And Jesus answered, were there not ten that cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, uh, save this one stranger. And he said unto him, arise and go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Now, there's one simple thought in this text. Now, I'm going to try to go through some theology without making you go to sleep. So just ride with me. Jesus said to them, now you really have to read this chronologically because what we do in the Bible is we take things and we put stories together as if they happened in five minutes. That's not what happened here. You have to understand they were afar off. He said to Jesus, they yelled out, they said, you know, have compassion on us, have mercy on us, master. They called him master. So they wanted to recognize who he was. So they said, hey, we need this from you. You obviously have something we don't have. We need it. So they're yelling out, you know, how many, do you understand that it's easy to get into a church and get people to shout when they need something, but when they're comfortable, they're quiet. I just let that sit there. But here's the thing. They needed something from Jesus, so they were yelling and trying everything they could to get his attention. And he was moved by spiritual compassion. Now, I don't ta- have time to hang my hat here, but you need to learn the difference between human compassion and spiritual compassion. Spiritual compassion is when God is pulling you into something. Humans, co- human compassion is when you letting your dope-head uncle take all your money. Right? Well, y'all all offended tonight. Y'all listening? Y'all with me? Boy, I'm, I'm facing to start throwing stuff. Listen. I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to pull up here, chair up here and just stare at y'all. Just see how uncomfortable y'all get because y'all cool and stuff, you know. I'm in one of those moods tonight. I'm going to go over here. <laughs> no, I ain't not yet. Here's the thing. Jesus said, <laughs> I said yet. <laughs> Jesus said, go show yourselves. Say show. The word show is an Old Testament word, which means they had to go through the entire cleansing process to be able to come into the city. So Jesus gave them a command, go, show. Then He didn't say come back and worship me. He didn't say come back and do anything. And the Bible says as they began to move, they noticed that they were whole. Now, here's the thing. He said one came back. Where were the other nine? Because as they went, they noticed they were better, and they took it and were happy with it. One person went through the show, which means he had to go all the way back to the priest. Now, follow me. He had to go back to the priest. He had to present himself to the priest, which, I mean, we're talking about politics. Y'all do understand, this was not, the priests weren't welcoming at that time, especially to people with leprosy. The priest said, you know what, we'll get to you when we can. So they had to take him. You can read this in Levit- Leviticus 14. They had to take him and put him through a 7 to 14 day process. Where they had sacrifices. And they had to cleanse him. And they had to wash him in oil. And they had to shave his head and his beard. And he had to sit outside the temple. And all this was going on for 14 days. Now this text will make you think this happened in 14 minutes. But this took a process of time. The only way he was allowed back into the town to get to Jesus to say, I worship you was he had to go through the process because he wasn't allowed in the borders. So all 10 got something. Only one gave something back. Which is the ultimate deal when you when you have to ask yourself, when I come in here to worship, am I here because it's time for church? Am I am I here because he's good? See, we want God to do something for us before we decide he's good. We want to see some kind of results before we decide he's good. Let me ask you this. Jesus was worshipped and blessed once and disappointed nine times. Now think about that. He was moved by spiritual compassion to release something into the lives of people, ten people. And only one person came back. Now that's Jesus. Even Jesus said, where are the other nine? But here's the key. It didn't stop him from continuing what he was called to do. See, what we do as ministers is we feel like if we're not running 20,000 people, we're not doing a good job. And the truth is, is it doesn't really matter how many people you're running. It matters are you doing what you're sent there to do. Because the truth is, and I found this to be real in my life, the more people you run, the more you begin to mold yourself into the, the, the way of doing things that makes them happy. And the truth is, it's the will of the people that ruins the church, not the will of God. Now listen, what you got to understand is this. He gave a command, but he gave that command out of love. See, because it wasn't an issue, they received their healing and kept going. I, I fully believe, that, look, this is just me, you, you do what you want to with this. I fully believe that the one person that came back and went through the process held on to it. Y'all with me? I believe there were nine more within a matter of time, ended up back where they were supposed, uh, back where they were originally because they didn't go through the process. I was a drug addict. This is not an AA meeting. I'm Alan. I'm a drug addict. I was. I am not. I was. You see what I'm saying? I was, and I went into a Pentecostal meeting. I'd never been anything like that before. God set me free, but I just didn't take that and say I'm free and start going to give my testimony in churches. I found myself drunk three years later. That's not what happened. What happened was I put myself through the process of obedience of doing what he called me to do and what he said for me to do and putting myself there. I'm not saying that I returned fully because there's things that we all have to work on, but I made it a point to know he's bigger than me. He's stronger than me. He's way more passionate than I am so i have to give him all of me and when i did that i here i am all of these 20 some odd years later and i have to look at this your faith has made you whole see what we're wanting is we're wanting the spectacular i'm a firm believer that the majority of what god does is not spectacular it's supernatural the supernatural is not always the lights in the show Jesus said to more more times than not, he said, look, don't say nothing to nobody. Just walk in it. Let your life show what I've done for you. Let your life reveal this. Let who you are, let what I've put in you come out. Let all this work. You don't have to just sit there and be somebody. You don't have to put your name in life. You don't have to incorporate and say it's your ministry. What you have to do, though, is give him credit and ask yourself, am I returning? This is why worship and church is important. It's not an issue of attendance. It's an issue of returning. Are you all with me? Because what we've done is we've turned church into an option. Sure. We say, well, you know, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, you know. And I get my 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 kids together, and we watch this, and we pray, and we have Bible study. And my favorite was this. We got something uh, one time. April uh, got something on uh, Walker County Yard Sale. You meet some people on Walker County Yard Sale. Oh, yeah. And April April got something on Walker <laughs> I can't believe I'm fixing to tell this story. We go get this, this little tent awning thing to see if she would even like it before we buy, spent money on a new one. And uh, so we're sitting there, and they're talking to me. One girl recognizes me. I don't know if it's from the jail. and I don't know. Anyway, we get to talking, and we, bring, we start talking about church and the Lord and all this stuff. And, and they're saying, oh, yeah, I want to come. And you know when somebody's just saying the right things because you're a preacher. You know that. You, you know immediately that you're having a conversation. They got their beer in their hand, and their Marlboro hanging out of their mouth, and their ashes falling into their beer while they sip on it. And they're just talking to you, and then they find out you're a preacher, and all of a sudden it goes behind their back like I didn't see it. I ain't your judge anyway. So anyway, they're talking about, and they got, their, they got the beer in the back pocket saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to come visit y'all. And you know they're lying to you. But one guy's honest. One guy, he said, you know what, I don't go to church. I, I, I go racing on Sunday. That's what just how he said I go racing on Sunday, not Sunday. I go racing on Sunday. And we say a prayer and the National Anthem. And that's my church. I don't know what the National Anthem has to do with it. But they do it. And I said, Man, that's great. You know, he said, You're not gonna judge me. I said it's not my place to judge you. Judgment's on the cross. It's not my place. But here's my here's here's what I'm trying to say. They wanted to tell me stories of uh, the, the, the stories of they had uh, children running around and well that one right there should have a heart problem but, but man we prayed and, and just, she just blessed and, and I was in a car wreck and, God, and all these different things and, and it just puts me in a position where I realize God really is taking care of people in ways they don't even realize but they're not returning see the important factor is not what he did because he did it all on the cross I'm talking about in this context the important factor is coming back and giving him glory for what he did. See, you receive, you harvest. But we are so seed-minded. Would you agree with me though? the last 23 years, 25 years, a quarter of a century, that the, the American church has gotten focused on seed time and harvest? The, the word of faith, I'm just going to tell you something. When, when Brother Hagin and Brother Copeland came onto the scene, you couldn't get a non-Pentecostal church to accept prosperity. Now you got Baptist people talking about seed time and harvest. <laughs> We have infected every church there is. Not because it's bad, but because it works. Now, the truth is, is you don't focus on that, but what's happened is, is we've gotten so focused on seed time, but we don't know how to reap. We don't know how to go out and get. The Bible says that the fields are white with harvest. How do you harvest? You have to return. You have to worship. You have to get instruction. You have to come back to the place. See, he, he, he sat there and he sowed a seed by saying, Jesus, Master, Have mercy on me. Jesus gave an instruction, which is how you harvest. Now, don't raise your hands because I would not hurt any of you in here. And I'm talking about from the youngest to the oldest, but I guarantee you most of us could raise our hand and say, God's given us an instruction. And then I guarantee you most of us would keep our hand down if we said if we fully went after that instruction. Because Satan has effectively used fear and our past, and our hang-ups, and, our, and we'll shout because we get blessed in church. But 10 days later, we're in the same mindset because we didn't get back to that place where it's just us. See, the beautiful thing about this story, yeah, Jesus was disappointed nine times, but thank God he wasn't disappointed 10. Amen. Are y'all with me? One person came back. One person changed his day. One person came back and said, look, I did everything you asked me to do. I'm just going to tell you, he had to go through some stuff to walk this out. He was already healed. Let me just tell you something. He was already healed because the Bible says, as he went, they noticed they were cleansed. But he went to the priests, and they had to inspect him. I don't know. I've been to jail. I've had strip search. It's not fun. I, I, I You know, he, he had to go through the process. Listen. He had been away from his family. Think about this now. He had leprosy. He had to stay at a certain uh, footage away from the city. He wasn't allowed around crowds. He wasn't allowed around his family. He couldn't see his kids. He couldn't go make money. He could, you understand? He, he, he was literally homeless, sick, dying in the street, and all he could do was cry out. Have you ever stopped to think where you were before you found him? See, because he never lost you. See, the truth is, is he always knew where you were, and he never judged you for it because judgment was on the cross. I'm just going to tell you something. I said this Sunday. I've been saying it the last couple of Wednesdays. I'm going to say it again tonight, probably say it again Sunday. There is no gigantic war going on where it's a big God and a big devil. That battle is over. It's done. But here's the thing. Now, I don't mean to be rude and, and already have already, so y'all you know, put your big girl pants on, it's all good. If I took away the devil from most preachers, they wouldn't have nothing to preach. However, Jesus took away the devil, yet they're still preaching it. There's more victory in their overcoming than they're receiving. See, what we don't understand is this. Victory is a contract. <laughs> Sunday's gonna be good, I can tell already. Victory is a contract. Victory is a legal document. Victory is something that has been established. It's yours. Well, how do I walk in that? You return. See, because what when he went back, are y'all following me? Because when he go, when he went back to the priests. When he sat there with the priest and had to go through all of that. And don't think for one minute that he enjoyed shaving his hair and his beard. Don't think for one minute he enjoyed sitting in sackcloth and ashes. Don't think for one minute he enjoyed having to be inspected top to bottom toenails to hair follicles. Don't think for one minute that he enjoyed that process. However, that is what it took for the legal document to be stamped to say he's clean. Go see your mama now. them. You don't know how long he had. You have no idea. He could have lost his father in that time. He could have buried one of his kids in that time. He could have been divorced and not known it in that time. Do you understand? He could have been in a situation. Y'all following me? Because the truth is, we don't understand it. We say this all the time. He said unto him, Rise, go thy way. Thy faith has made him whole. How? How? He returned. See, the return is not walking back to Jesus saying, Praise God. That's not the return. The return is going through the legal process. See, we want to talk about the law like it's a bad thing. And Moses' law is fulfilled. However, there are still laws in the spirit that we have to fulfill. We have to walk in seed time and harvest. We have to walk in reaping. We have to walk in receiving. This is is my problem with the modern day church. We want to talk about the devil so much nobody even knows what the Bible says. It certainly doesn't say that he's defeated. You know, the Bible says this. The Bible says that when we get a look at our foe, when we're standing in heaven and we get to see our enemy, we're going to say, that? All those years, we couldn't win because of that? Can we not do that today? If he goes ahead, it, it, listen, I've watched April raise our kids and talk to them with such sin. Now, me, I'm dad. I'm like, we're just going to do it. But yet she's able to get on every kid's level and make them understand why we're about to do what we're about to do. So here's what we have to do. It's time for you to get on God's level. That's easy. You read his word, you see what he has to say about a subject, and you accept that what he says is more true than what your brain says about it. Because what we've y'all okay? Because what we've done is we've gotten to a place where we think, because we have an education, we know more than God. See, so y'all got quiet then. Well, Pastor, I just don't think I know more than God. Okay. Well, the Bible says that you're the head and not the tail, correct? Y'all, y'all agree with me, right? Your Bible says uh, that you're above and not beneath, right? The Bible says that you're the apple of his eye. Yeah? But you get up in the morning, you look at yourself in the mirror and go, I wish my face was this way. You just put yourself in God's position. You know better than him. Well, You know, that giving thing, it just don't work for me. You just put yourself in God's position. You really just, it's kind of sad because we do it every day and we don't realize it. April, when she talks to these women at the jail, I don't know if she's told you all the story about popping herself with with her, when she thinks something negative about herself, she would pop herself with a rubber band. Well, they started doing that at the jail and they had to put their hair back up because they were wearing their wrists out. But by the way, six more people saved at the jail last night. Isn't that awesome? That's 20 people in a month so far. Lives changed. Well, we don't see them in here. They in jail, y'all. That's why. <laughs> I've been to jail. They don't let you out for church. <laughs> no, they don't. So when he went and he showed himself to the priest. Now, now, we've talked about the process, but let's look at it beforehand. He had to go into to, to, to a, a priesthood who had been very judgmental. you got to understand you got to understand something. He had to go in there and talk to people who were trying to crucify somebody. And tell them, the one that you're trying to crucify said for me to come here. So this stuff just didn't happen overnight. So seven to 14 days later, he chased Jesus down. And was willing to go through all of the hoops to just tell him I love you. Isn't that awesome? When we realize... How good he is. When we realize how he sees us. When we realize that God is looking from heaven. Seeing the blood of his son covering us. And he wants to see that blood in victory. You will get a little bolder. You'll get a little stronger. You'll get a little tougher. You'll get a little f- more focused on the Word, and, and you won't back down. And let me tell you something. You have to learn you can't change who you are in Him because your circumstances have changed. Because what you have to understand is it's your voice that changes your circumstances. Well, you know, preacher, I tried that faith stuff. It didn't work. You didn't get there. You were in the trying mode. If you're trying, you ain't in faith. The Bible says What? Thy faith, say faith, faith ain't trying, faith is accepting. See, when God says to me, Alan, uh, I, I accept Jesus into my heart, you're now my son, you're saved. I've had it back down off of that. Y'all are all saved. How many of y'all ever back down? Just say, I'm not saved. See how easy it is? That's faith. What you have to do is get into this word. And this is where We all fail. We go by what we think. Now, I'm just going to tell you something, and this might be all of you. It might be none of you. And I'm just going to tell you here at this church, you might want to trust me from time to time, but you better trust him. And I'm always going to tell you, get to this first, because this is your final answer. Right here, this is your final result. This is what he says. Now, well, you know, there's different versions, Pastor, and there's different. You know, I just, I read the King James, and, and, and you, you read the New King James, and sometimes you put it up in the Amplified. Y'all, you got to get to the original intent, and you got to get to the heart of the matter. And the heart of the matter is this. God wants to give you everything he has, and he did it through Jesus. But he also wants everything you have, and he did it through Jesus. Jesus took all of your junk and gave you all of his blessing. He took internally. He took physically. He took mentally. Jesus went to the cross with AIDS. Jesus went to the cross with cancer. Jesus went to the cross. Y'all got to understand, the book of Isaiah says that there was no beauty left in him. Which means that he was grotesque. His body was deformed. He took on everything that physically in this world could be taken on. He went, listen to me. Y'all better listen to me. He went to the cross as a homosexual. He went to the cross as a rapist. He went to the cross as a child molester. He went to the cross as a murderer. He went to the cross as somebody who had cheated on their taxes. He went to the cross as somebody who, who just didn't care about people. He went to the cross as somebody with, there was no beauty left, not on him, in him. Yet he took all of that and put it on the cross so we would have authority over it with our words. And we give it back. We give it power. You know why you give it power? Because we don't return enough. Worship is the hidden door to the blessing. Now, honestly, I'm I'm not trying to get exuberance out of you. I'm not trying to get all of these things out of you. What I am trying to get is for you to understand that there is a place in him. That will absolutely change your life if you'll get to it. Now, what I want to say is this. If I had to put a number on where you were at in the disappointment of Jesus, what number would that be in your life? Now, I'm not saying that to convict you. I'm not saying that to hurt you. I'm saying that to motivate you. Because here's the beauty of grace. You get a new shot tonight. You get a new shot in the morning. The Bible says His mercies are new every day. See, the enemy has used the way you feel against you. Now, I'm going to say this, and we're going to try to wrap up. Conviction has nothing to do with how you feel. People say, well, you know, I was was doing that, and, and I was doing something the Lord told me not to do, and I just felt bad, and I knew I needed to change. Feelings are how your mind processed what you knew in your spirit. And what the enemy has done, now follow me, what the enemy has done is taken conviction and turned it to make you feel guilty. Jesus is not into guilt. Jesus says, hey, that's not the way we're going to get where your destiny is. And you say, okay. You see how that works? That's returning. Oh, see, I'm going to mess y'all up. See, because I'm going to make this so simple, you're going to start having victory. That's what you want, Right? Because what we've done is we've preached hard processes, and that's not the case. This man went through a hard process, but don't you think it was worth it when he looked down and all of a sudden the fingers that had fallen off were back there? See, think about that. The Bible says when they went, they noticed they were whole. Think about the nose that had fallen off of his body that he could now breathe through. Think about the ears that weren't there, and all of a sudden, boom, there they are, nice pink fleshy. All the skin patches that were All of a sudden, have you ever researched what leprosy looks like? It's horrible. And they were so bad they weren't allowed into the city. I mean, there was a group of them. And the point is that they're walking along and they're used to looking. I mean, think about it. Y'all have all hung out with your buddies before you look over at your buddy and all of a sudden his nose is back. Come on, man. Think about that. Isn't that worth it? Think about what you're missing in your life right now. Some of us, it may be spiritual. Some of us, it may be physical. Some of us may be going through all kind of different things. But the truth is, he makes it whole when we return. There's nothing that we lost that he doesn't have. Nothing. I lost my dad when I was 12. I knew he was saved. He still has that for me. You understand? I let the loss of my father destroy me. And it destroyed my relationship with my children at Christmas time and all these different things for multitudes of years. Until I recognized one day, he still got that. And let's just say my dad wasn't saved. Let's just go on the other side. He says I'll be the father to the fatherless. That he'll wrap his arms around me. And, I'm, and, and although there's no replacing him as the physical person in my life, there is a place of peace. That I can step into that I did not know existed. Things start coming back. Holes in my heart starts being healed. Things in your life that have big gaping valleys are full of him again. Amen. Y'all see that? Let's return. Stand to your feet with me. Just close your eyes. Listen, I'm not going to ask you to shout or scream or do any of that. Just return. How do you return? You just think about where you were think about where your family was think about what God's done for you and let a joy rise up in your heart you didn't realize that you had because the truth is we do have pain I'm not diminishing pain I'm not diminishing fear I'm not saying those things aren't real I'm saying Jesus gave us victory and because you have victory you get to run back before Him and say here I am, and I thank you so much for everything that you did for me. If you're comfortable, just lift your hand up all across this place. Some of you may not be, that's okay. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your goodness, Father. Lord, we've all got wounds. We've all got, we've all got hurts, we've all got things that we're missing, we've all got things that. If we just wrap ourselves in you, all those will be put back together in our hearts. You're healing us, Lord. There's things that we may not ever have physically on this earth ever again. Oh, but we have you. And you're reaching into who we are and you're healing those broken parts. You're sewing back up those things that are torn apart. Lord, I thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength. I thank you that the goodness of who you are. Thank you, Jesus. It's in this room. Oh, he's in this room. We're not gonna rush this moment. There are people being healed in their hearts. There are people, their minds are getting shifted right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just worship right where you are. Just worship. Just worship. Just worship. Just worship. Just worship. Musicians, come on up. I want the musicians to come on up and just play this with Aaron softly. We're just going to give them an opportunity to return. I want you to settle this in your heart and say, Lord, I'm returning tonight. I may not know how to do this like other people do it, but I'm doing it the best way I know how. Lord, I thank you for what you've done in my life. I may not see it. I may not know it. I may not feel it. I may still have pain. I may still have hurt. I may still be lonely. I may still be broken. But you're doing something inside of me. See, I'm a firm believer that it may not all happen tonight, but it all can start tonight. I bless you, Jesus. I bless you, Jesus. I bless you, Jesus. Well, Pastor, why are you elongating this? Because people need this right now. There's a rain of the Holy Spirit washing in the hearts of people right now. You got to get past your discomfort. Well, you know, the person next to me may judge me. Who cares? You need healing. Who cares what somebody thinks? Who cares? Ah, we bless you, Jesus. Lord, we will no longer hold back with our praise. We will no longer hold back with our worship. We will no longer hold back with our celebration. We'll no longer hold back our pain. We'll give it all to you, Lord. You took it to the cross. You took it to hell and locked it up. And you said we don't have to live that way. We give our victory back to you and we thank you for it. We sow our victory as a seed. We enforce it in Jesus' name. We walk in what you gave us. From this moment forward we walk in peace, we walk in grace, we walk in wholeness, we walk in the fullness of who you are. Never again will we be held back. Never again will we be stopped by the enemy. Never again will we be held in fear. Never again will we be in a cell. Never again will we be held out. You want us there. You want us with you. You want us holding our hands up and our head high knowing that you're good. Father, we thank you that you love us where we are. We thank you that you're never letting go. And God, we thank you that we get to return tonight. We get to return in Jesus' name. We get to return in Jesus' name. I bless you, Jesus. I bless you, Jesus. There's so many things. I feel it in my heart. There's so many things happening right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I bless you, Lord. I bless you, Jesus. I bless you, Jesus. I bless you, Jesus. I bless you. I bless you. Worship, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, your love is washing.
1: Come on, just worship.
0: Come on, just worship. Come on, it's time to return. Time to return tonight. Mental, and I I feel this so strong, so strong in my spirit, real softly, guys, real softly, real softly. So strong in my spirit, I keep hearing there is mental pressure, mental pressure, and I don't know who you are, and I don't need to lay hands on you tonight. The Lord is saying as you return, all that's breaking loose. Its hold on you is being broken. Every part of it has to to loose you and let you go. From this moment forward, you are walking in freedom. You're walking in peace. It is your most powerful weapon in the name of Jesus. I thank you that the cobwebs are being cleared and focuses on you there are broken hearts being sold back up there's physical bodies being mended there's marriages being put back together there's things taking place right now there is loneliness being broken there is selfishness being broken there I, I see so many things in my spirit but this is what I want you to hear miracles are passing you every moment It's time for you to grab yours. You have returned. You're here. You're in the presence of the Lord. Take what he's here to give you tonight. Take what he's here to give you tonight. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. He carried a horrible, horrible thing. He paid a horrible, horrible price for you to be in victory. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing bless you, Jesus. I bless you, Jesus. Thank you. Real softly. Your blood, right here.
1: washing
0: me. Oh, it's washing. It's purifying me. I bless you, Jesus. I bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your
1: blood Jesus. is washing me. It's purifying me. Your love
0: has sent me. Jesus. Sing Jesus. Jesus. Come on, just worship. take one step further just one step closer back to him tonight
1: your
0: love makes me sing Jesus
1: Jesus Jesus
0: take it praise team lead us come on let's go all of you you've all accepted Jesus the Lord just told me to do one simple thing and we're not going to ask anybody to raise your hands we're not doing all that I fully believe I've delivered the heart of the Lord tonight the best in my ability I'm not saying it was perfect I'm saying I did it to the best of my ability but we're returning this church is returning the ministries, the greatness, the voices, the worship, everything in you is returning because he's good. Father, I pray over every person in this room that a brand new hunger to praise and to worship, set them on fire like the moment they accepted you into their hearts. That from this moment forward, returning back to you is never going to be an issue. In Jesus' name, and if you agree with that, shout amen. Amen. Have you learned anything tonight? Amen. God is so good. There's such an anointing in this room. I want to uh, I want to say this, and then we're going to go. Uh, just Easter, uh, when it comes to Easter Sunday, of course, we want to invite people. That's part of bringing the harvest in. But you got to understand, you don't want to invite people just to invite them. You want to let the Lord talk to you, and you want to do what the Lord's telling you to do. Um, because I'm a firm believer that, that God can take one service, one moment to change entire families and and I've been believing God for that to happen not not just, I mean every Sunday I do but for Easter is when you have guests and you want want people to to accept and to encounter and to have a moment that changes them, amen and you're a part of that, every one of you are a part of that, it's not just us and those of us it's all of us so this is what I want to say and then we're going to receive offering and we're going to go home Sunday morning we're going to be preaching a message called To Be Continued and I know we're going to have family here, and we're going to have guests, and we're going to have all those things that are going to be doing uh, a few songs and all that. But listen to me. I'm going to teach you something. I'm building you up for Sunday. Y'all do know, you do realize i got a plan here. Sunday, I'm going to give you two or three simple things that if you will make a shift in how you speak in your life. When I'm talking about how you speak, not just how you speak, but I'm talking about understanding how to enforce the blessing. I fully believe I'm looking at a group of people by this time next year will be blown away with what God can do in your life. I believe it. I believe it. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm excited about. Are you excited about that? I'm excited about it. Listen, guys, come on up. Let's 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 uh, let's get ready to to receive. Blake's up here, so Caleb, I need you to help. Yeah, you guys come on up. Whoever's got somebody grab a bucket. Come on. Uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to sow tonight. Real quick um, update on the Becoming Center. Uh, trim is going in, plumbing drains are in. That we're we're just we're about that close to having that thing up and ready to go. And uh, man, it's I'm already got a I got a call from a guy from South Dakota today who's already got two more people they want to send down here. So people are already hearing about what we're wanting to do. Uh, it's just an amazing thing. So as you're sowing tonight, just remember we want to build a church, not as an event center, but at a place where people can come and get help. Amen. I think too long, too many times, we've had two different types of churches. One where we focus on sin too much, and one where we focus on just doing what we want to do too much. I think we've got to get back in the Word. Amen. I think we've got to get back to where victory is ours. So as you sow tonight, just remember that's, that's the heartbeat you're sowing into. So, Father, I pray over this offering. Lord, I ask you to bless it, to bless those who are releasing. Lord, I know what it's like to want to give and not have anything. I know what it's like to obey you when it hurts. I know what it's like to not have anything and I know what it's like to give everything. All I ask is that people listen to you and they do what you say. So Lord, I pray over this offering and those that are sowing it that the blessing of God is released, that the beauty of who you are shows up in their life, their finances, their jobs, their businesses, their career. And when people ask them, why are they so successful? They can say it's because they return. Lord, I thank you for the blessing of God on their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead, gentlemen. Let's go. Rock it out, praise team. Let's do it.